Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Any day of the week. What a song. That was Sunday morning from the Velvet Underground and Nico. My name is Karen Shook. You're listening to Dock and Roll Radio on Soho Radio, broadcasting from the heart of Soho itself. So my next guest this morning, our star guest, um, is, according to Variety, one of the 25 people driving the London entertainment scene. She is also in the Guardian film Power 100 list. On top of that, a banjo player and the woman who made Dock and Roll possible, I would argue. Claire Binns, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's a pleasure. Very excited to talk to you. <laughs> I am I am definitely looking forward to talking to you about the story of how you gave Vanessa and Colin their big break. But first, so Sundance London is starting next week, 6th to the 9th of July. And uh, I'd love to hear your take on on this year. Well, it's our 10th year. Mm-hmm. And I think Wendy Mitchell, our producer... Um, it's her second year mm-hmm. and I think she has pulled out of the bag with the wonderful team that work on Sundance um, something that pretty much does what Sundance Utah does in that it brings together a whole community not just of showing some films which of course we've got an amazing lineup of films but it's also about a, a fantastic industry programme Um, panels, a community of filmmakers and film lovers getting together to celebrate everything that's good about cinema, looking forward and um, just having a great time together. And I I think judging by our ticket sales and judging by the interest that we've got this year, it's going to be a year to remember. And it's specifically independent films that's the focus of Sundance. That's its USP, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very much about new voices, voices that have got a take on things that perhaps is a bit different. Mm -hmm. It is very much about an independent spirit. And it's carrying on what Robert Redford initially had his vision for bringing the best of independent um, to to a wider audience. Mm. And I think with our friends at Sundance, and we work really closely with the American team mm-hmm. um, to, to both of us share that vision again and to have some of the most exciting films um, that are out there. 
uh, premiering at, uh, at Sundance. Now, it seems to me that the industry side of Sundance and then the, hey, I'm, I'm just a film lover, member of the public, it seems that they're really well integrated. That that may not be the case in some other film festivals, it would seem to me, where you think, oh, yeah, that's an industry event and there may be red carpets, but it's not really for me, the film lover. But it seems like you've really tried to, and, and your team have tried to focus on making it more integrated. Is 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 that true? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've always been a believer in that, you know, everyone should have an opportunity to take part. So, you know, our industry passes that we've got have been affordable. Mm. And uh, I think that um, judging by the the fact that we're absolutely full and rammed with people <laughs> who are going to get a chance to talk to directors, sales agents, producers, you know, people that are starting out in their career or wondering where to go next. They're all going to have an opportunity to talk to the people that have trod that path. And um, I think it's really important that as as again with with film having had a tough time of it in yeah. the last couple of years i think the fact that we want to share and help each other along the road that's what this festival's all about it's not about being exclusive it's about being working together for the greater good of cinema so if I was an uh, uh, aspiring filmmaker, someone maybe working on my first short, and I attended Sundance London, what is their setup? Like, you know, I think every festival says, yeah, you'll, you'll meet important people. But I, I sometimes suspect that some festivals, it means hanging around the lobby and grabbing someone's sleeve. But <laughs> it, it, it seems like Sundance has really set up things where, as a new filmmaker, you can meet people and have useful conversations. Yeah, that's the intention. So there are morning sessions where you can sit at a table, um, a small group of people able to talk to um, someone, as I said, who has has had a career, has made those films. Um, And I, I think then there are happy hours where they can go and talk to other people who are in perhaps in the same um, position that they're in, make connections. This is a festival based at Picture House Central, which is all about everybody talking to each other. And, uh, you know, I think the success that we had last year when we had our first industry programme, Gorinda Chadda was there and she actually met with someone on one of her tables and then went on to um, have a session with them and hear their reading, etc. So, you know, there's... There's absolute evidence that this is a good thing for people to do. So it is not just great films. It is about, you know, encouraging people to take a part and showing them that it's all possible. Now, speaking of great films... uh... I had a chance to see an event to have an advanced peek at Anton Corbijn's documentary Squaring the Circle. Uh, I, I've got to say, of course, it was going to look like a beautiful film, but what a fantastic choice for uh, Sundance. I, I, I would love to hear your thoughts about the film. I mean, on this on the on paper, a film about people who make album sleeves, you might think, is there a whole documentary in it? But boy, Storm Thorgerson and uh, Poe Powell. Uh, 
They certainly are fantastic subjects for a documentary, aren't they? Anton's done a blinder, I think, with this. Yeah, I mean, we've got some great documentaries this time, and and you're right, squaring the circle. I think what's so marvellous about this film is everybody knows those record covers who hasn't got Dark Side of the in their collection, whether it's a an album or a CD, yeah, um, everybody knows that, but nobody knows the story, mm. or a very few people know the story of that sort of wild, crazy time that took place in the sixties, mm. and just the creativity of those guys. And, you know, from Led Zeppelin to Paul McCartney to Dave Gilmore to Sid Barrett, all those people that you sort of know about, this puts it all into perspective. Um, and it's, it's. I mean, I'm, I grew up in that period right. and I didn't know about <laughs> it and I yeah. found it completely fascinating. Absolutely. And um, so I, I think it's... It's a it's a really informative and entertaining doc. And of course, Anton Corbin is such a great director and has a real feel for mm, music. Mm. You know, he made control. Yeah. Um, he, he's a guy that really understands the creative process. Yeah. Now, I've checked. There are still tickets available. It is screening at Picture House Central, for those of you who are listening, as part of Sundance London, on Friday, next Friday, the 7th of July at 9.15. So um, definitely get your tickets now. I think, Claire, one of the things I loved about this documentary, aside from, you know, the great stories, the hugely um, influential people who are interviewed, is that it, it seems similar to a lot of the docs that Doc and Roll has shown where they take a different angle on a story you think you knew and and that seems to be the uh, that can often be the magic of music documentaries right it's um going beyond the sort of 1980s 1990s behind the music stuff that um, North Americans saw in VH1 and just skewing it a little um yeah yeah uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of documentaries uh, because it it is somebody's look at an area that you don't know about, and right. it opens a whole world that, in a way. Um, you know, when you get a fiction film, that opens up one kind mm. of world. But I think with documentaries, the world that it opens up and shows you can change your view of things, can mm. change your understanding of of things. And it's a very exciting art form, I think. And, you know, we we've always had um, a strong documentary strand We've got Fantastic Machine, which is an amazing documentary mm-hmm. about image making. Um, and then a really fun documentary about mariachi. And I think that um, <laughs> the, the people that come along to the mariachi doc might have a, a nice musical accompaniment. Oh, really? So, okay. <laughs> yeah. We might have a bit of a surprise for people with... Um, <laughs> with uh, uh, some sort of mariachi 
event. Uh-huh. Well, listen, you're hearing this from the top. Claire Bins is my guest today. Uh, head honcho, can I call you that, of Picture House, and also driving force behind Sundance London, along with an amazing team. So if she says there's going to be a surprise at the mariachi doc screening, I think you can take it as read. Claire, <laughs> would, I, would I put you on the spot if I said... Do you have a favorite music doc? Something that stands out from the past? Uh, well, I mean, there, there's so many I've seen over the years, but I, I think two that are worth mentioning uh, that really, and again, it's this whole thing of, of giving you a view into something that you didn't know about. Mm. Uh, I think Summer of Soul. Oh, um, gosh, yeah. Came out, um, um, what two years ago, which is about the 1969 uh, music festival in Harlem. Mm. Um, you know, we all knew Woodstock. Mm-hmm. We saw Woodstock, but Summer of Soul was just such a great, great film. Um, and again, it was a film that premiered in um, Sundance mm-hmm. uh, last year. And it was, you know, Stevie Wonder, Fifth Dimension, um the staple sisters all of those people at the height of their powers yeah. uh, that was such an amazing um documentary and then another one i'd say i mean we've just had nico um and velvet oh, underground yeah. velvet underground documentary which mm. um i just thought the velvet underground is one of my favorite bands and um those two documentaries stand out for me. Oh, lovely. Well, here uh, is another one of your song choices. You want to tell me why we're hearing this uh, obscure Swedish band next? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I have to say, ABBA, I've always loved ABBA, and I loved ABBA when it wasn't fashionable to love ABBA. Uh, I hear Um, you, I hear you. (laughs) uh, My friends were very... um, Sniffy? uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the word. And now ABBA somehow are the coolest band ever still. (laughs) Um, I went along to the show and I loved it. And they just always make me dance and happy. All right. Well, everybody, get up, get moving. We are listening to Dancing Queen from ABBA. And we'll come back and hear more from Claire. No outro needed there. Yes. Like I said, the obscure Swedish band. You are listening to Doc and Roll Radio on Soho Radio. My name is Karen Shook. And my guest, if you're just joining us, is Claire Binns, Managing Director of Picture House, the woman who brought us Sundance London, along with her amazing team, banjo player. Got to ask you about that, Claire. Um, and... Um, I wanted I want to tell people a little bit of the story that I heard from Vanessa and Colm of Doc and Roll Radio, of Doc and Roll Film Festival. So uh, I hear from them that when they started out in 2014, the person who gave them their big break, sight unseen, uh, was you. 
um, uh, Colin and Vanessa said, Vanessa sent you an email. Um, you gave them a meeting and then gave them 12 slots over four days in 2014. That was the first Dock and Roll Festival. What, what do you remember? I mean, a million people must come to you, Claire, with harebrained ideas, maybe no track record. How, how do you know how to give somebody a chance? Um, well, my philosophy is always say yes, if you possibly can. Don't oh. find reasons to say no and that sometimes costs dearly <laughs> me but um i i think you know um if people are passionate and convincing and they have a good story to tell give them a chance um i think that that's the thing and it was a great idea they had it was um there was enough there to make me feel Let's go for it. And when you have cinemas, uh, you want to do exciting things for the people that come to those cinemas. And the Dock and Roll Festival is always exciting and has great ideas and great films. So why not give people a shot? It's a no-brainer, really. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, in fact, as uh, Vanessa and Colm have said, it, it was slightly strange when they realised that London, of all places in the world, didn't have a music documentary festival when lots of other places from Turin to Barcelona did. So it, what makes me wonder is, did other people have these ideas, but they didn't have the good fortune to run into someone like you who said, yeah, let's... Let's go for it and see how it works out. I mean, do you think your approach is common in the biz? Um, I, I really, I, I don't know. Uh, all, all I know is that, um, you know, you, you have, you have to do these things if you want an exciting film culture. And yeah. I think Picture House and all the people that work at Picture House, um, the team that we have and the 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 people that I work with are all huge film fans and they do want to give people opportunities. So I don't think it's just me. I think it's generally, I hope the culture at Picture House is uh, we, we want to do exciting things. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit more about Picture House. I mean, you know, it's described as a neighborhood cinema group. On first glance, you think, well, all cinemas are in neighborhoods. So what's different about that? But when you when when I think about all the different picture houses I've been to, there really is, I mean, that that different adventurous, like local feel, the one in Bromley feels different to the one in Crouch End. Um and and then of course Picture House Central is an amazing space with a listed escalator, I believe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of that kind of unique feel for all of them is quite different of, of from traditional cinema chains, right? Where they feel like they've been plopped down in a kind of identical way with the same with the same stuff, the same popcorn. I mean, w was that the idea from the start that it should be well, adventurous? I can't yeah, I can't take credit for it. Picture House <laughs> was started by an amazing woman called Lynn Golby. Right. And um I I would say that her her idea about Picture House and my idea about Picture House is that the only thing that the say that is the same is that every cinema is different. Yeah. Um 
you know, the cinema should be embedded into the local community. They should be. And I started off at the Ritzy and mm -hmm. my template for all cinemas is the Ritzy. Ah, that's a In good one. You need to make sure that you are talking to your community so that you have the films that people expect to see, but also have the unexpected. Also broaden and do things that are exciting and different and have an international approach. I, I think it's really important that we don't just have films that are talking to you that you feel safe with. They're important, but it's also important to have a look at what's going on in the rest of the world and have a look at what's going on with other people's and other people's stories. Um, and that, to me, is what makes cinema exciting. Um, and it's also about buildings that are welcoming, that everybody's welcome in those cinemas, that they're not exclusive for one kind of person. Mm -hmm. um, and that, I think, runs through the philosophy of what Picture House should be and wants to try to be. We don't always achieve it. But I think everybody who works at Picture House has that aim. Certainly, it seems like the Ritzy is a good example of that. When I uh, think of Doc and Roll screenings we've had there, when I think of the, the range of things that are shown, um, you know, in an area that is undergoing gentrification, for example, Brixton, you could imagine a cinema thinking, "Okay, we're just gonna, we're just gonna show films for." wealthy young professionals they've got the money forget about everybody else and that's clearly not being done in in cinemas like that um it still feels like it is a community cinema catering for a lot of different people in the area do you say that well i think that's right and as i said that that's my template mm. um for what a cinema should be um, it should dare to be different as well as, you know, showing the latest releases for sure. But it, it needs to it, it needs to be something more than just mm. a safe um, site showing the blockbusters right. and serving you a slice of pizza and an expensive <laughs> wine. You know, it's got to be more than that. Um, what about your own background, Claire? Um, uh, you know, I, uh, it's sometimes easy to forget that people who have very important jobs and are very powerful people, um, uh, started out, um, uh, at the beginning. Um, and, uh, your story, as is often mentioned, um, maybe because it seems unusual, you started off as an usher and a projectionist. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I did, but I started off as a film fan. Right. And that's really what I am. I'm a film fan and I've just been lucky enough to to sort of meet with people along the way that have helped me. And um, I've always been very passionate about just getting those films in front of people's eyeballs. And that's what I, <laughs> I've done. And whether it was as, as an usher... Um, you know, seeing people to their seats mm. and doing all the things that I did then and watching lots of films. And I'm still doing the same thing, still happy <laughs> to show people to their seats and <laughs> show the very best of films. So, uh, yeah, and it, I, I mean, it is always, um, it's a, 
it's about who you work with. It's about who you encounter along the way. And um, I've just been very lucky, I guess. It does seem to me from what Colm and Vanessa have said that, you know, in in recent years, when you talk about offering people something different along the way, even things that, that you know, say indie film fans will notice, you took a chance on Aidan Moffat's uh, Where You're Meant to Be, a really quirky documentary. Um, I think we all expect that people who are film lovers and who are powerful will will make gestures towards supporting stuff, but at, at the end of the day, they leave it to other people to do it. I mean, you, Picture House can't um, surely get rich on showing documentaries on Scottish folk. Um, is there a business case for it? Well, I mean, where you went to, be, where you meant to be, was mm. such an amazing documentary, right? And actually, did okay for us, you know. And um, I think it's one of the things that's so good, and we, you know, we we pick up films as Picturehouse Distribution, and and um, we picked up the 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 film that's playing at Sundance, Fantastic Machine, which mm. is absolutely brilliant, you know, and. Because we've got the cinemas and because we've got the great people, we can actually make those films work. Um, and so it's taking and, and we're opening the festival with Rye Lane, an absolutely right. wonderful Beautiful. debut um, by an amazing director. Um, it it We will be able to bring that film to lots and lots of people because of you know all the people and our experience of, of of running cinemas and running distribution so actually um it's knowing that there is an appetite for mm. audiences for interesting films and not to think that that's um, dead and buried and it's all just going to be marvel film showing right. we've got to have confidence in the audience can I say, what kind of people are you looking for at Picture House? Because I know I've met lots of people who've started off as an usher, like yourself, or, or started off behind a counter somewhere and have shown passion and and been able to take on more responsibility. So if I was thinking, I'm a music fan, I'd love to work for Picture, Picture House, I go there. What kind of people do you and your team look for when you're hiring? Do you think, oh, this person will be a good usher, but you know that's it? Or do you look for someone who's actually motivated by film? Well, I, I think, you know, the the reality is that, um, and I, I did it as an usher and mm. I've done it with, as a projectionist, is the people that stay and have a career tend to be the ones that um, put their all into things. Yeah. Um, and a lesson I learned a very long time ago from somebody who said, you know, if you're cleaning the toilets, clean the toilets better than anybody else, <laughs> really be proud of what you do and do it well. And I think that if you go into a job and think I have to give it my all and do it as best as I possibly can every time, um, then I think you, you it, it's a sort of zen moment, isn't it? It's, it's about... Um, it's about going that extra mile. And I think that if you're very passionate about cinema, you've got to be passionate also about perhaps dealing with tricky customers, right. about yep. dealing with <laughs> the go wrong, 
about dealing with people that perhaps sometimes are difficult to deal with. But I think it's it's about your attitude to the job and, um, you know, giving it 100 and not 100 percent, but 100 percent. Well, thank you for what you gave to Vanessa and Colin from Doc and Roll and uh, helped Doc and Roll happen now entering its 10th year. And uh, my guest today, for those who've just joined us, Claire Bins, Managing Director of Picture House and the banjo player, music fan, and a, a very good music, I should add, uh, who gave Doc and Roll their first break. Um, we're going to say goodbye to you, Claire, but I've got to give you a huge hug uh, virtually for this wonderful song. You're a Kate and Anna fan. You rule. <laughs> I'm a huge, yeah, huge Kate and Anna fan. And this song, um, we always used to play when we used to take the kids on holiday. And uh. We used to stab it on loud in the car and <laughs> sing it at top of our voices okay everybody sing along claire thank you so much can't wait uh sundance london running from the 6th to the 9th of july everybody get down see fantastic machines at sorry is it incredible machines oh no claire help me fantastic Fantastic machine mariachi and squaring the circle yes invisible beauty that there's a there's a great lineup. Everybody, check it out on the usual interweb. And Claire, thanks so much for joining us. A pleasure. Thank you.